What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Super. I am one of your hosts, Spider, and I'm joined by Mr. VIP Frank Washington. How are you doing today, sir? Mm, I got my headset on, so I want you to know that I'm I'm here, but I'm also there in the future. I am infinitely awesome, sir. Both As here always. and then? Even in the future. How crazy is that? Crazy I mean, that. I was awesome in the past, too. Though. So it's a continuous timeline. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm That's doing... the part that the audio listeners miss. They can't yeah, see this You got to catch the video. No, I'm doing great. I am doing great. Happy to be back again talking about something else that we may or may not have enjoyed. We'll see. You got to answer those questions on the show. Even if you don't enjoy, enjoy us because we're enjoyable. We're like the last little bit of ice cream in your bowl. What? That's the best part. I'm. I was just waiting to see where you were going with that. I'm done with it. That's it. The last <laughs> little bit of ice cream. You're done. Once it's over, it's done. Yeah, but not yet. This is the beginning. So, <laughs> well, no, this is all things super. Where every week we take a piece of superpower TV, movie, even trailers. We watch them, we review them, we react to them, we break them down, and we answer the question: Is it super? Is it? Is it? But if you like that, you can subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, which you you, you miss some of the visuals if you only listen to the audio version. But if that's something that you prefer, you can find us on all your major podcast streaming services. Just search for All Things Super. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can tweet at us at ATSuperPod. And we like reading the comments. I don't think y'all really noticed that part. I was in the, in the comments the other day uh, talking about uh, something different from this show. Look at that. I think it was the Creed trailer. Hey, man. What? I thought it was across the universe. I'm not across the universe just by mentioning something else. We don't know if Creed exists in this universe. They never talked so, about Michael B. Jordan. Everyone should be talking about Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> super talented. He is. He is, is incredibly talented. But for this episode, we are going to be reviewing episode three of Prime Videos: The Peripheral. Wait, what? In this, <laughs> what? Why just why just say it like that? Say like what? Say it again. Prime Videos: The Peripheral. Okay. Did I did I mispronounce it? I would never say something remotely close to that, sir. Not as many words as I mispronounced on this show. <laughs> okay, so I'm confused now. Who am I to say? Uh, it just sounded weird. Peripheral? I mean, there's yeah, so a lot of R's in there, and it's just peripheral. And sometimes Maybe it doesn't come out right. Oh, that's it. Hey. No. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but so we left off on uh, episode two. We have our, our heroes of the story, our protagonists. We have um, 
we have Flynn Fisher and her brother Burton Fisher. Uh, well, their mother is dealing with uh, a stage or a form of cancer rendered her blind. Now, this experimental drug that Flynn got uh, produced from people in the future gave it to her mom. Her mom can now see. Isn't that a cool way to go about it, though? If they know the ingredients and those ingredients lived in the past, mm -hmm. but no one has ever put them together until X point, clearly your mom died, but those ingredients exist, I can give the pharmacy the instructions to make this now to save your mom. Well, 55% chance to save her, which is better than no percent. Yeah, but to me, as... And, and this is me tr just trying to think logically and apply logic to a, a fantasy show. This that's that's done in this show. We do that. <laughs> this is this is just the way my brain works. Would you, as a pharmacist, not question where this is coming from? Like where you get any instructions to create this? Because this is obviously a medicine that doesn't exist in this current time. And so as a pharmacist, you're getting instructed on how to create, because do pharmacists normally get recipes on how to create medicines? Hmm. They do have some influence over the past. We clearly see that because they can track who's been in contact with the past. Mm -hmm. In the same episode, oh, wait, let me do this. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like it's been forever since we did it. Well, it was only well, just been last week. Let you know if you haven't watched the peripheral episode three on Amazon, you might want to go and do that because if not, you're gonna get to the good stuff, the spoilers. So, if you're not, if you're still here, okay, if you're still here, and then that means you want to hear what we have to say. We Thank appreciate you. that. Likes. Uh, <laughs> we got the situation that, first of all, I got to remember that, you know, Eric was coming with the glizzy. Uh, they have influence over the past. They can see who put a hit out on her, and they monitor traffic. How much influence they have over the past is... Is this sanctioned? Are these things sanctioned? Clearly not, because in the same episode, there's an individual that they didn't want to go up against. Which Flynn asked. Flynn asked. You guys are making that look like you're not sure what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember. The person that they didn't want to go up against. Well, when she was when she came back, she she looked back and she says, "You guys." Don't keep me in this box, right? Right. And he was like, of course not. The next scene, they were having a conversation, and she was asking, because they were trying to find um, Alita. Mm -hmm. So they are trying to find Alita. So they were kind of brainstorming on what's going on and where they're looking, where to go. And that's what she was saying. That's when they were telling her, do you know Mr. Pickett? Because right, right. So in that conversation, or I could be wrong. Go back and watch the show if I'm wrong, and uh, tell me I'm wrong, and I can accept that. It's okay. Um, they were talking about somebody 
going up against somebody and they collectively wanted that not to be the uh, option. Mm, okay. I might have missed that. No worries. How much influence do they have over the past? Good question. Uh, I don't think pharmacists take recipes from <laughs> not on a strong call. Right, just, just some facts. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, take two uh, Alka-Seltzers and what? What is going on? Uh, maybe, maybe they put it in as an order. I don't, but somebody mm-hmm. did have to make it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So go ahead. Yeah, so Flynn right. got this. Her mother can see now. Right. We don't question these things. No. Well, actually, Flynn and Burton were kind of questioning it. it was, it's kind of trying to figure out how do we tell people that miraculously our mother can see now. And yeah, and she's not gonna keep it a secret. She can no. see now. It's a miracle. Right. And so. Burton asked Flynn, well, what did you tell her that you got the medicine from? And Flynn said she didn't ask. So obviously at some point, the shit's going to hit the fan and questions are going to come around. How did you get this? How did you stumble upon this? Because the first thing they're going to say is that, how can you see? Oh, well, Flynn gave me this medicine. Well, what the hell did Flynn get it from? You know? And then maybe they go back to the pharmacist. Like, where the hell did you that's, get it from? That's when, that's when I'll be blind. Like, I don't know <laughs> where it came from. But they pose know. a question and they, Flynn and Burton sort of discuss it. And then they kind of just, they, they leave it, you know? And it's just, is it, it doesn't point go this Is it a plot point that's dropped? No, I think it, I think it may come back. I think is I think I feel like it's gonna have to come back at some point because they have a lot of explaining to do because all of the stuff that's going on right now, and we'll have to see because uh, my well, my, my recollection of that's a bit fuzzy. No, I was just saying okay, that me well, like yeah, recalling everything. They they addressed it, um, which is very interesting. I actually thought we were gonna see more of the mom mm-hmm. because she could see it was a quick throwaway. And she, was checked on newspaper. she was reading the newspaper as anybody would do who can see now. Right. Maybe not. I would be outside seeing the world. But that's, again, to each his own. You can do what you want with your eyeballs. <laughs> so she's not in the rest of the story. I hit the smaller one in earlier. So right. if you're a fan of moms and you wanted more moms, this ain't the episode for you. But Flynn goes back in because, of course, she needs answers now. She she wants to know what's going on all the way around the board. So she's right. trying to get these answers, and then they tell her that, you know, there's a hit out on you. And she's like, okay, well, you got to send me back right now. And they're like, do we know? And she right. said, I, I don't understand why it was a, a struggle conversation. Like, like someone was supposed to be like, you were supposed to be here to help us, but now you were saying that you got to run back home. But it's like, if I don't run back home, I won't be able to help you because we're going to die. My God, help me help you. Right. Help me help you. You know what I mean? Now, they said that they were going to, and I'm jumping all the way around on this episode mm-hmm. because, again, that's our show. We could do this. <laughs> so they said that they were giving Flynn and her brother a boatload of money. Did they ever really say how much? No, they could because in the last episode when we saw that the lottery winners, they said that the amount was two hundred and fifty thousand. Now, anything beyond that, we haven't got any mention of them getting any additional money. 
but we see in this episode not only did they buy the 3d printing shop yeah which i could not imagine would be very cheap but no burton has also offered mr pickett two hundred thousand dollars Two not just two hundred thousand dollars, not two hundred thousand a year, not two hundred thousand a month, two hundred thousand dollars a week, a week in perpetuity. So that means forever, ever. Where is this money coming from? And how long, if it is coming from the future, and they're wiring it to them every week or every so often, however. How long are they going to keep doing that to where you can be, keep up paying this? And it, and it goes I have the no thing. idea. Why would he even make that agreement without knowing the, that information? Because it's Burton. It's, Burton's hot-headed. It's Burton, it's Burton knowing more than what... Listen, you may have started off this show thinking Burton was, uh, you know, just a regular country boy. He's tactical. He is tactical. And, it's no doubt in my mind that he knows more than what he's letting on. You could be right. You could be right. But it's, it's you know... You're on the list. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the list, bro. But, uh, but yeah, Flynn goes in and she said that, you know, obviously, you know, somebody reached out to Pickett and now they've paid them we see that they've deposited a large sum of money into his bank account they reached out you know through your timeline and flynn wants to go back so she can tell burton make sure that he's warned goes back she finds out burton has bought a car well, not right. bought a car but rented a car burton's gone and got some more gear got some more gear he, <laughs> they go to the 3D shop and he tells her that now he's bought the 3D shop and it's in her name, you know, and after Flynn tells Burton about the, you know, Pickett being the person that they paid to kill them, she tells him, don't do anything. I'm going to go back in. Don't do anything until I get back. He was like, kind of laughs it off. And, you know, kind of walks away. She's like, I want to hear you say it, uh, that you're not going to do anything. And you can understand that because Burton is who Burton is. Like you said, he's tactical. So he's going to try to create a plan to devise a way to protect his family, which is admirable. But on the other hand, don't you think Flynn's kind of hypocritical when she's like, don't do anything until I get back when... He didn't even tell Burton about the medicine before he she gave it to their mom. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, they buried that under the hatch, under the water, under the well, bridge. Because it worked. Her <laughs> mom can see. Yeah. So. What would have happened had it not worked? Do you think Burton well, would have been pissed? She's gonna do it. She's gonna die faster. She was gonna die anyway. So you're kind mm-hmm. of back against the wall on that one. Yeah, but you also still uh, want to cherish that time with your parent before they pass away. And you when you introduce some experimental drug that you got from <laughs> or from not the future, you're absolutely right. But you know, in context of it all, I think they got to a point that they found resolve. And like mm-hmm. she was saying, she was going to go get the information. She right. was only telling him the. She already knew that they were on guard, right? Because it was mercenaries that came. 
But now we need to be on more guard because the threat is not coming from outside. They don't know us. The threat is coming from inside. As you can see inside the house. That's weird. So you see, <laughs> you see Hickett uh, do something that you have never seen him do before in this show. He took out a whole arsenal of guys. Well, oh, bike game. Back again. He took just he gave them everything they want. He started rambling off the list of armor plating, bulletproof windows. Oh my god. This vehicle made me want one. I'm like, yes, sir. But he basically electrical handles. Him explaining that was basically him describing everything that was going to keep them inside that car to kill him. Basically. And you see, he murdered these guys in front of his nephew. Mm-hmm. He had no remorse with it. In fact, strung some up on crosses. But not Just only that, take over the town. his lesson to Jasper was sometimes you have to basically delight in other people's Eat pain. Cool. Like spread those holes on them to show them with the water that they're not going to get. And like, damn, like you are traumatizing this child. Oh, and we see that he has been traumatized to a point. I mean, Jasper still was around when Mr. Pickett took that shot glass and decided to introduce him to the Joker technique. Yeah, Jasper was about to go to the bathroom. You told Jasper, sit your ass back down. You're going to see this. (laughs) Watch this. You need to learn. This is not the dude that you want to mess with. No, no. Here comes Brad. Here comes. You can have it at this point because here he comes and he's telling him he's basically saying a carrot and a stick. But the 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 funny thing about it is that you would think that if of course if Pickett didn't wasn't already, you know, in sort of trying to make a decision about what he was gonna do, because we did get the scene earlier where he's swimming. Uh, and his wife comes yeah, out. I didn't need. I didn't, I didn't need. To you didn't need to see a, a naked old man swimming in the pool. <laughs> we didn't need the underwater shot. We really didn't. Um, but so, even though we get the introduction to her in the last episode when Pickett is in the Havana Club or whatever, she seemed like trophy wife, just arm candy. You know, probably wouldn't even be much of a character. She comes out this episode. She's rational. (laughs) She's logical. She's like, look, you either got you have three options. You know, you can you can do it, and if it's an actual sting, then you know you can live out the rest of your days in jail. (laughs) You could not do it and just be done with it and not have to worry about it. But then she said you could also take the money and then not do it. Or you could take the money and then sit on it. Tell them that, you know, I'm, I'm in preparing, I'm planning, and figure out exactly why these people are paying so much money to want the Fletcher's, the Fisher's dead. That's right. And she's like, look, I'm bringing it down for you. Not only had that, but had a recommendation on how to do it. Right. Move up the column again, because she's like, you could use Jasper. Mm-hmm. Because Jasper, wife, and Flynn are best friends. Right. Which we learned in the same episode is very much true. Flynn was just giving her all... Every single detail. Walked her through everything. So and she knows. It's Burton off, because Burton is like, how can you, like, how can you tell? And I think that's kind of what 
spurned him to want to go talk to uh Pickett because he tells he tells her like how can you tell Billy Ann all of this information? He's like Billy Ann's my best friend. Who you like you Flynn's basically saying you have all your guys that you serve with. So you have your group, you have your people to turn to. I don't have anybody. So I talked to Billy Ann. He's like, Well, who is Billy Ann married to? And who is Jasper's uncle? It's like you just told him every uh, single uh, thing. Like, and now you're telling me that, you know, Pickett has taken money to kill us. So now he has all the information. He knows everything that's going on. Little does he know, Billy Ann hasn't told Jasper anything yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, um, but yeah, so he goes. And so I think that's what, you know, is kind of like, okay, well now I need to jump ahead of this and come to some kind of resolution. And so he goes to the bar, sits out on the patio. And first of all, of course, Pickett dismisses Jasper, like Jasper, go take a walk or whatever. Yeah. It's just traumatized. Yeah. The, kid. the kid is traumatized. Okay. Okay. So probably never look at holes the same. Probably not. <clears throat> guard, guard knows. <laughs> what are you thinking? But, <laughs> so, like you said, Burton tells him I have a carrot and I have a stick. He said, well, what's your carrot? He's like, I don't know what you're into, but apparently you, we got your attention and now you're going to be coming after us. He's like, I know this. And Pick is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, okay, hmm. lie if you want to. I don't care. But be that as it may, he said, I'll offer you $200,000 a week. A week? For you a week. to leave my family alone, not come after us. You don't bother us. We don't bother you. And so he's like, well, I'm intrigued to know what the stick is. And so he starts telling him about these haptics that we saw in the last episode how these military members link up they're able to electronically synchronize themselves and so burton goes into the whole story he basically said you know small rural towns is where the military recruits from that's their demographic to put these people into these haptic programs but he said that we are connected it's almost like one person you know what i feel they feel what they feel i feel what i see they see and he said so you come after my family, if something happens to me, then you're not just going up against me. You're going up against everybody that I've ever served with. And pick its hole in the glass. So I think the glass was on the table and just sniped. (laughs) He's like, the next one to be in your head. So, you know, do we have an agreement? Do we have a deal? And I feel like it's threatening. Yes. But of course, Pickett is not a stupid man. He'll take the deal, and then he's going to yeah, figure just out. Make you want he, he he's the type of guy that loves the challenge, right? But he reminds the audience, as we didn't, as we got the end result again. The, it's very clever how they did this episode. We started it off with a flashback. Mm-hmm. Confirm the end results of the flashback in the future, right? Caught how we did that. The results of the flashback. When you say pull them crosses out, mm-hmm. we seen the aftermath of that as a as a like a news article in the future. But mm-hmm. 
Flynn had already heard the stories. Right. So all she's doing is seeing the visual that somebody had more than likely told her, didn't even want to watch. It was very uncomfortable for her. And that's, that's another parallel that I want to talk about too, because if you notice, we've gone from Timmons Finn to she blowing them heads off right now. She knocking them heads off. More assertive, more aggressive. But um so in parallel to and you know I like my parallels. If you watch us in any episode, you know I like my parallels. Together. You like them together. They normally are together. In in parallel to Burton talking about his haptics, we get the future where Flynn and Wilf, and there's another flashback that we got. And so it sort of confirmed as to what I was saying before, how I thought Alita called him Wolf, but everyone else was calling him Wilf. And so we see in a flashback, Alita and Wolfgang, when they were kids, they came into an orphanage together and they ended up getting adopted together. But in them getting adopted, First off, the adoptive parents only wanted to adopt the leader. They didn't want Wolfgang. And so when the, I guess the worker at the orphanage said that they, you know, they came in together and the leader said, I'm not leaving without him. And so the, the husband of the adoptive parents says, Wolfgang is a bit of an unconventional name. Would you be willing to change your name to something else? like Wilfred. And so Alita didn't want him to. Alita's shaking her head at him. And she's like, you know, you're giving up your name. You know, this is something that is you. And, but he says, I could be Wilfred. So it makes sense now why she still calls him Wolf and they call call him Wilf. So Wilfred and Flynn. Oh, I see. Thought we was delivering some. Yeah. Yeah, give me a second. Let me see what she's. Give me a sec. Okay. Um, so what was I? Uh, Oh, right, right, right. So, Wolf and Flynn are going around, driving around town, trying to figure out exactly where Alita was last seen. And so we get well, the- snow fast fell, fell in London. Well, no, we didn't get that. We, we didn't get there yet. <laughs> we hadn't gotten there yet. This was the first time they were driving around and- Oh, this is true, yes. Yeah, so um, of course, Flynn is trying to remember from what she saw uh the night that she went into the future the first time and she was in Burton's peripheral. So she's trying to remember where they turned and she couldn't quite remember. So we'll suggest let's get out and we'll walk for a bit. And so he said, You go and you go right, I'll go left, we'll split up. But before we you do go your way, I'll go my way. That's what it is. But before we do, we're going to link up haptically. And so, like I say, parallels, Burton was explaining the haptic links in the past, Whoa. and now we're seeing how they function in the future. So instead of the like the little diagrams that Burton had in his arms and everything like that, 
in the future they have haptic connections just through fingertips and so he mm. shows her the little movement of what to do on how to neurally the smallest violin <laughs> play the world's smallest violin there but now go. they're haptically linked and he says that what i see you see what you see i see and she said oh it's like you know i'm feeling kind of nauseous and you can turn down like an opacity level <laughs> you know you can turn it up and turn it down right? how deep That's you want to get into somebody's brain and so uh uh, but when she said nice, I'm feeling man. when I'm fe- when she said I'm feeling nauseous, Wolf said, "Oh, that's probably my hangover that you feel." And so he tells her how to turn it down and turn it up and everything. And so he's she says, "Well, what do I feel like?" And you can see that Wolf wasn't being honest in that moment because he's like, "It's all sunshines and rainbows with you," and she even was like, "You know, fuck off." Like she knows that. He's she not telling her. Right. She knows yeah. she she no. knows she got going on in that. But so right, they yes. they break off into their separate directions. And Flynn, of course, is in the future for the first time. So of course she's looking like a tourist. So she's walking around Ooh. looking lost. And it draws the attention of this police bot. Uh and so they are I think Flynn feels the police bot kind of following her, so she looks back and she tells Flint, uh, she tells Wilf, uh, you know, I'm being followed now. And so Wilf dials into Ash, who's back at the at the house or the mansion or whatever. Uh, it's called a compound. Yeah, it's pretty much a compound. It's it's a whole sprawling area of it's land. Big big money. Right, big money. Um, but so he calls back to Ash. I can't even remember what he was asking her. Um, but oh, ask her was asking her if the uh the peripheral was registered, and I think she said that it wasn't. So if they get found out, and they take you in and take the peripheral, and like basically like Mission Impossible, we're gonna disavow any knowledge that you exist. Wow, <laughs> that's how you go do it, brother, huh? That's how him out to dry. You get found this out, you are drinks. on your own. This is why he drinks, because it's like there's no loyalty <laughs> in this group. And there really isn't, and we're gonna talk about why in just a second. But so Flynn catches go. uh Wolf catches up with Flynn, uh, and he comes up with this whole story, you know, this is you know, I'm he gave him a fake name. This is my girlfriend. And, you know, she's visiting from, I, th- I forget what you say. I think he said that she was visiting from New York or something like that. Uh, he's oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, well, you know, we requested three, but then she wanted to do a fourth and goes through this whole story of everything. Yeah, how go. the peripheral is modeled after his ex-girlfriend, but this is his new girlfriend. And he's like, you know, I know I'm fucked. I know I fucked up because I shouldn't have did that, but I can't, you know, stop thinking about her and stuff like that. And so it sounds like he's starting to confess these feelings for Flint. That's and, right. That's right. And so they share a kiss because, of course, public displays of affection even makes robots uncomfortable in the future, apparently. Because you think if it's a robot, they operate off of logic. It doesn't matter what you what you said. The law is the law. This, you know, this trip wasn't registered. You're not supposed to be here, so you need to turn this peripheral over to me. And so they kiss. And we see that, of course, what's happening in, you know, the mindscape, the future, whatever you want to call it. We see Flynn back in the past sitting in the chair. She's feeling 
the emotion physical and the emotional all of it it is going through and so uh she tells she tells uh wolf tells flynn to ask you know ask a drone you know am i free to go home and that was a signal to ash to deactivate her and so she got deactivated the, the bot was like yeah y'all can go you know but you know get your papers in order and everything so they go off Flynn comes back to the present time and she asks Burton, what do your haptics feel like? He was like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, why are you asking? And she's like, well, I experienced the, you know, it, I've experienced it or a version of it. And Burton explains to her, it can feel like love. You know, mm-hmm. your mind becomes the other person's mind. You share everything you know about that person you become in tune with their emotions just like you're in tune with your own he said you know if it, it feels like love if you didn't know any better and right. we can see how flynn is sort of contemplating that it's like okay so i started feeling these feelings for wilfred but is it actually oh, uh, the feelings or was it that just the side effect of the linking process right you know how when Avatar you put your little tails together? <laughs> Same thing. Same exact goddamn thing. Yeah. But now you put your fingertips together. Well, you put your fingertips <laughs> together on your own fingertips. So Well, yeah, you know, you know. I bet you if you do like that, you get a little spark. Maybe. Anyway. They're probably the cool the whole part thing. it is, it is cool that in the future you can link up or sync up with, uh, you know, the person of your choice. It's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, a Zoom call in, okay. in your mind or a Teams call because you're all in the virtual space. Yeah, but it's more of like a kind of a reverse FaceTime. You know, you you FaceTime and then you you're walking and you're looking at another person while they're looking at you. But in this way, the uh, cameras are FaceTime reversed because you face. can see. Yeah, it's FaceTime without the face. You can see what they can see. They can but see what you can see. Time, just time. That's all it is. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Into the future. You play it back as a bop. It's a bop. Play it in reverse is a stop. So, <laughs> so Flynn oh, ends oh, up going yeah. back to the future. Uh, but before Flynn goes back, we see, of course, the flashback of uh, Alita and Wilfred being adopted. And so now we go visit Wilfred's adopted mother. And so he asks his mother, well, you know, when was the last time Alita was here? And he, she's like, I don't know. It's been a long time. But she said, you're not asking the right questions. What you want to ask me is when's the last time I saw Alita? And it's like, damn. Like, you, you think about it and it's like, okay, makes sense. Like, that is the right question because that's what he wanted to know. When was the last time you saw her? And so she said that she saw her. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. We got a strong, a lot happened in that short scene. We got a strong indication of their upbringing. Right. That it was, you make her nothing, but the standards were definitely high. Mm -hmm. There's probably not a lot of playing more 
focused on books or, or academics or even fencing or, you know, bridge yeah. club or polo or something right. along those lines, those upper echelon lines mm. that you have when you're at that level. And there were some things that happened in that house that's unforgivable. Right, because we get, didn't even go to their father's funeral. Yeah, she says, I'm still upset. For, uh, not even just one of them, both of you. I'm still upset at both of you for not attending your father's funeral. But the love is real because you can see through the drone that she has, she is plastered right. Alita's face, face off. She's plastered Alita's face on this drone. So and she misses a not to understand. Right. I'm surprised that she doesn't have one of him. But did she leave? We saw her leave at the beginning of the series. They're sitting on a bench talking to each other. We mm-hmm. then she leaves right in front of him. She yeah. kind of like again, we're wondering if it's like a matrix type of situation. She kind of like logs out. Yeah, because the little girl is sitting there, right? And, and I'm wondering little, why. Little girl. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like, why now that we know a little bit more about who she is, why does she appear to him as a child? Because it wasn't like it was just a peripheral where it was a body, and then that she logged out of the body, and you know the body walked away. That was like her whole the girl herself disappeared, was gone. There are many questions that still left to be answered. Like, mm-hmm. because if you notice, the mom says she threw her uh, tantrums like she does in the sense of it was technical. It was, and I'm, I may not be quoting it exactly, but it, it said something to do with programming the way it was phrased. Mm-hmm. Um, she threw it like a little technical hissy fit or something like that, but it was the way it was phrased makes me think that she's somehow in the system of mm. the future. Yeah. Somehow this is still somewhat of a simulation. Are we a simulation? Are you a simulation? Can you see us right now? <laughs> Are we in your top five? If not, you better move us up because we're here <laughs> in the future. <laughs> But so the mom tells uh, Wolf, basically the last time I saw her, she, uh, you know, well, she said she told him when the last time she saw her and he said, well, did she say anything? Did she tell you where she was? And like, you know how she is always love her riddles. He said, well, what was the riddle? And she said, I am where the snow last fell in London. What a snow fell! (laughs) You don't know that? That's my favorite part. Wolf did not know it. Wolf said this doesn't make any sense. And so, of course, the mom can't figure it out. So we get Flynn back into the future. And, uh, you know, I don't think that... The 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 owner of the compound, I think his name is Lev or Leave or something like that. The 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 multi billionaire, whatever he looks like, the guy who seems to be funding all of this. I don't think he and Ash and the other guy. I don't think they know because obviously they're all looking for Alita. They said that they she worked at the research institute. You know, he That's talking right. about how she was there in 
on research to Flynn's timeline. But they have Wilf trying to find her. Uh, did he specifically pick Wilf because of his relationship with Al- I keep saying Allison Makes sense. <laughs> with Alita? Or do they not even know his about his relationship with Alita? Because oh, it I seems think like very well known with their brother and sister. Because I was thinking that it seemed like when because even because the thing about it is in the last episode we had Wolf he ran into Alita on the street and he talked to her he just didn't know where she was or where she was staying and so he never told them that he talked to her so do they know of his relationship with her I think there's nothing that they want more so than just to track a leader down and find out what she knows. Clearly, we've stolen something. Don't let the wildness fool you. Right. We kidnapped a lady, took out her eye. Perceivingly, she's dead now, right? Yeah. Because she asked, she, Flynn asked about her, mm-hmm. and Wolf said that, you know, she's gone. <laughs> she's, gone. she's gone. So that was horrible. So now we got the eye that we put in the old uh, sim. Mm-hmm. But remember when we were making our way through this thing, using the stolen eyeball to open up the doors, when we got to the jackpot, he tried to use the eye. Mm-hmm. The other one. And as right. you notice, Alita held his face there. We're looking at a hijacking download. Right, exactly. Something happened. And whether it's in Flynn's mind or the old hard drive, Mm -hmm. which I don't think it's in the old hard drive, because remember, I said we're going to take it apart and figure out where you came from anyway. Right. So I think it's in Flynn's mind. Yeah. We, We haven't got to that part yet, but I think that part's definitely coming. Because, well, why else would we make it a part of the story? Right. Simple and plain, just realistic yeah. about it. But the question is, what does she not know? Because it's in there, and she doesn't know it's there. I'm sure she'll figure it out because she's intelligent when the writers need her to be, mm-hmm. and, and she's not intelligent when they don't need her to be, right. which we'll talk about right now. We just did. If you didn't get it, then you're not as intelligent as I need you to be. Wow. <laughs> They're more intelligent than I need them to be. What? Stop that. They don't wow me. I don't, I don't wow not the way that, no. Not the way that those, that's not the way that those words work. Words work interchangeably. You can say the word not or you can say word. Okay. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we also get introduced to or we get more of an introduction into this lady, uh Sharice or Dr. Newland. Uh there you who go. we uh your title do matter, make sure I put respect on her name. <laughs> Dr. Newland, who obviously is the one who is spearheading this whole thing of trying to find Alita make sure she gets back whatever they stole uh, and kill the fishers. And so the guy, uh, Daniel, David, what was his name? I think uh, his name was David. Daniel. Daniel. That's what I didn't 
And so Daniel is, you know, he's reporting back. He's the, you know, he's the grunt. He's the henchman. He's the one that's going like, you know, reporting back to the boss, having to come back, telling her that he failed again. And so she's like, it shouldn't be this hard to kill a woman in the past. So it's almost it's almost Disney like like Corella Deville almost right. like it's not hard to kill a little girl. What's going on? You supposed she, to be a big bad mercenary. Mm-hmm. You can't kill a little girl. And she, in the past? she basically says you have to understand that you are expendable. You are here because I like you. I appreciate your work ethic, but don't make that into or don't take that into thinking that I will not kill you if I need to. And she, before uh, she she asked him about information about Alita, and she basically said that Alita had a uh, or she worked with this other woman who I don't see her name on the cast listing, but she basically was uh, high, uh, college roommates with this person who works at the research institute. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, this is some type of connection with how Alita was able to have, because obviously this woman works in a different section than where Alita worked. And so how else would she know about all of this information? So we see uh, Dr. Newland threaten Daniel. She basically there, like we were talking about the, the air clean, air purified statues. They're on whatever the 30th floor of this statue and higher. probably <laughs> higher. Cause those statues are huge. Um, yeah. but so she waves her hand and the whole patch of the balcony just drops out and she's about to push Daniel off of it. It's like, I don't want you to work because you're afraid of me because that's the weakest type of motivation. She's basically saying, I want you to get this done and I want you to be motivated to do so because you want to make sure that you get it done because I'm asking you to get it done. Not because you're afraid of me, but because you have a sense of duty to me. And so we see that's we see that's reflected because he's thinking that it's this open gap in the balcony. Dr. Newland walks across it, but when she's about to walk across it, he tries to save her. So he's, that's that loyalty that's a that allegiance because if he was afraid of her and he was like i don't want to do this the only reason i'm doing it is because i'm afraid if she walked off he's scot-free she dies exactly. I, I don't have to worry about it. i don't have to be afraid anymore but the fact that he was like dr newland wait and try to protect her that shows i'm here for you Yaddy! I got your back. <laughs> Yaddy! Yaddy! The crazy part about it is, if you watch that scene closely, and for those people that, you know, believe behind the scenes, you know, we're thinking, oh, that's just screen, you know? She's able to walk on it because it's just a monitor or something. Go back and watch this scene. They were smart enough to put in wind. Mm-hmm. You've seen her clothes was... Blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. So the idea is, it's not a screen. This is gone. And then she walks across it. What powers does the good doctor have? Because later on, which I don't want to jump too much in the future, (laughs) pun intended, 
when we had the conversation with the other doctor scientists mm-hmm. about the bees, you're too deep into the show not to know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> that's not powered. That's that's science. science. That's right. Right. So we're merging the science with the magic? technology, or maybe it is just What's technology. What's going on? What's going on in this show? There's a lot of questions that's not really getting answered yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm enjoying to the journey, trying to figure it out. But you know, these questions, right? So does she have powers? Does she not have powers? I mean, I feel like we've seen. Are you in the simulation? (laughs) I feel like we've seen a a good amount of futuristic technology up to this point, and just like she waved her hand, and all of the ground went away. So I don't think it's anything mystical or magical like power. We also saw. We we also saw uh, Brent shoot his finger and break a glass, but showed it was a sniper. Right. These symbolisms, right? Is it tech or is it because from Mr. Pickett's side, he just shot his finger and the glass broke. Yeah. He said the next one's going in your ear. Now, is Pickett thinking he didn't he didn't look out yonder to see where his shot came from. Mm-hmm. He was looking in amazement, like, how were you able to break this glass? I now think, we got a same simulation. Yeah, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I think I think that it wasn't amazement in how did you break this glass. I think it's like amazement in I didn't think somebody would be so bold as to try to take shots at me. Mm, clearly, clearly, Pickett been sitting on the throne, the Iron Throne, because he got too comfortable. That throne cuts and infects. You got too comfortable at the top. Listen, there's no reason, and I love this about this show, and I'll just go ahead and throw that out there without giving you an answer to the uh, ultimate question. One of the things Figgett did, he didn't just jump on the money. He didn't say, oh, they deposit the money. This shit's real. He was like, this could be entrapment. I don't know what this is. I'm not even about to do that. Had a conversation with his wife, letting her know what's going on with his wife, letting her know what's going on, and now they're strategizing and putting a plan together like a boss does. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, he's looking at all the options because, again, Jasper comes in. Jasper has the delivery of the dollars mm-hmm. that Brent offered. And the question Burton. comes up, Burton, excuse me, where are, they, where are they getting all this money? We're talking about 200 grand a week. Right. Let me say it again slowly. <laughs> 200 grand a week. You just, you'll be a millionaire before. Okay. I'm not going to do the math. But um, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But we see that Jasper is bringing Billy Ann home and. You know, we don't know the conversation that they had in the car before we get to that scene. So we don't know if Billy Ann obviously hasn't really told anything because I think Jasper is still a little bit clueless. But yeah. Billy Ann is saying that, well, I mean, he's not as smart as you think. no, I'm saying he's <laughs> clueless. And when he goes talk to his uncle, he doesn't seem to really know anything. 
I think there's a situation because he doesn't want to involve himself. It's kind of like the thing you can't pick family, right? And right. it's kind of like, I don't really want to involve myself, but my uncle kind of looks out for me, but the, I don't man, mess is, with him the man is traumatized. Yes, exactly. He's the victim here. But um, so Billy says that, you know, she's going to uh, get out and she's going to go. Uh, she's going to go to dinner. And so Jasper says, well, I, I can't. I got to go drop something off of my uncle. And she said, what is it? You know, just a bag. Like, you better not be drugs. And he said, because we see that Jasper respects his wife's feelings. He said, no, I wouldn't do that. Uncle, uncle, uh, you know, Uncle Pickett wouldn't let, uh, you know, ask me to do that because he knows how you feel about it. I told him how you feel about it. I wouldn't do that. So Billy Ann opens up the bag is $200,000. And so he's like, what is this for? He said, I don't know. I didn't ask. And so she closes up the bag. She gets out of the car. She's like, just back home essentially she's like whatever you're doing she's just like, figure figure out what's going on with yeah this. figure out what's going so, on because so she knows what's going now, on with flynn and burton and now this money is being handed so she's like i what i want you to do is i want you to figure this out now is, is, jasper, she, gonna is jasper gonna what listen we talk about this all the time right don't be the messenger. <laughs> Don't be the messenger. We, we've seen That's some messages not, uh, yes. not make it. Listen, that's not what you want to do. Is they go tell something? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, I'm going to write it down. You take it over. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Better send a raven. <laughs> that's all you can do. Don't be a <laughs> Ravens come back. Jasper is going to get the information that's necessary and he's going to have to deliver that message. Right. And, and the question is, his hand soldiers who, who does already he deliver? know you're coming. Right. But so here's the thing. So in Burton's mind, he's delivered the money. He's, he, uh, well, he didn't deliver the money, but Jasper picked it up from the, uh, from the 3d printing shop. So, before I get into this question, so Jasper takes the money, he delivers it to Pickett, and Pickett gives him a value of life lesson. We see before uh, Jasper gets out, he opens up the bag. The last thing that Billy Ann told him was, don't you dare take any of that money. Don't take a single dollar out of it. And so we see when Jasper's about to get out, he opens the bag and he takes two wads out. You can see he's kind of contemplating. Is it's he really going to count it? I could take no. it. Billy Ann told and, and me not to. Blame it on, you, you know, know, blame it on the Fishers. But then it's like all of these thoughts. Then do, does that get the Fishers get them killed because now they don't have that agreement? You know what's going to happen? And then if he finds out that I took the money, is that going to get so me there's killed? No there's no way you can run at that point. Right. You cannot run out of town fast. So he puts the money back, zipping it up, goes bring it to, to his uncle. His uncle asks him, "Did you look inside of it?" He said, "No, I did not." Of course, he lost a transport. <laughs> I never opened a trunk, uh, and so he was like, "Not even a little peek." He was like, "No, not a peek." But I could kind of tell what it is just by the feel of it. And he was like, "Well, what do you think it is?" He said, "Money." 
So Pickett opens up the bag, goes sifts through it, offers Jasper a, a, a stack. Jasper is like, "Oh no, I couldn't. Nah. He's like, I can't. I can't take it." He's like, "No." Pickett says, "Go on, take it. Take it. I insist. Take it." Now we're talking about a stack like ten grand, because usually it's a bandage of yeah. ten grand stack, right? And so, and enough, <laughs> <laughs> and enough. So Jasper takes the money. He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> he's like, "Thanks, huh?" And so Pickett tells him. Now I want to teach you a valuable life lesson. Anytime somebody offered you money, the first thing you should ask is, what do you want in return? And so immediately hearing that, Josh was like, oh shit, you about to ask me to do something I really don't want to do. (laughs) He tried to give him the money back. He's like, no, 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 no. You've taken it already. And so they go through this whole conversation and they end up on a question, where are the fishers getting all this money from? And so Pickett says, that is what I want from you. As far as they're concerned, Burton's, they've paid the money. So he thinks that they're on good terms. So any, if Jasper's coming around for anything, it's not going to be in any type of, you know, aggressive me- demeanor, you know, because we paid y'all. We good. We paid y'all. You agreed. Leave us alone. So he, uh, it would it would be safe to assume that if Jasper has come around, Burton's not going to suspect he's trying to gather intel on them. But so here's the question that I want to pose is that that if Jasper finds out information, both Billy Ann and both Pickett have asked him to find out what's going on. Who does he tell first? Well, he's going to tell his wife first. Is he? Yeah, it's just proximity. But what if he goes straight back to his uncle after he finds out what it is? He better go make his way over there to his uncle at some point in time, because chances are news don't stay (laughs) hush hush in a small town. (laughs) There's there's a there's a show that I watch called Letterkenny, and one of the sayings that they have is "bad guys travel fast in a small town." Oh wow. That's horrible. <laughs> but it's like you said, news doesn't stay silent too long when everybody knows everybody. And so exactly. if he does not... Because I wonder if they're going to stand out with, the, uh, with all this new stuff that uh, they're buying over there on the phone. And right. your mom can see right. what's going on, on over there, man. It's like, I understand y'all, y'all want to hang out. Glizzes, y'all got the, you know. I understand y'all want to hang out, but why have y'all been here for five weeks? <laughs> like, what's really going on? And and here's something that we didn't mention. Uh, what's the, the sheriff's name? Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Was seeing the handshake transpiring between Pickett and Brent. Yeah, Burton. <laughs> there was a name with a V. But yeah, so, he sees that handshake and he knows that and we see that or we even get a uh explain that Corbett is a narcotics manufacturer. You know, he makes drugs. We get to see an exact we get to see an actual visual of that later on in the episode. But Tommy knows that. Everybody in the city knows that. So if I see you shaking hand with Pickett. Obviously, I mean, you getting into some illegal shenanigans. Yeah. Y'all are in an agreement of some 
straight form or in fashion. And this like, is the day or however many days after I just left your land, find these two futuristic cars with a big five five six round inside of it. And now you're shaking hands with ticket. Like, what's really going on? I know what's going on. They want some of that sweet, sweet juice. That's it. It's just the juice. But like we said, we don't know where this money is coming from. We don't know exactly how long they're going to be funding this money to the Fishers. Is that whenever, you know, Flynn is done and they, uh, you yeah, know, they, they, they find a leader, right? you know, right. They find right. a leader, that's it. That's it. But there's no way this is, this is going on forever. Why would he make that deal? Don't know. No idea. Because if you can't pay, they coming after you after that. You know, because it, it's, it's not like the the research institute or whoever in the future is going to be like, oh shit, they 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 won. Oh, we lost. Go ahead, call off the oh, hit. <laughs> Go back okay. to the past, call off the hit. Like, what do they care? Not when you over here. Spike and tea. <laughs> not calling no hit off. Right. You're not going to the pause. But so, so we the last thing we see is uh Flynn going back to the future. She's talking to Wolf. Wolf tells her about the um about the the riddle. The I, I'm at the place where the snow last fell in London. And so Flynn Again, going back into Flynn's resourcefulness and why I guess why she's such a good gamer. <laughs> but it just shows it just shows that Flynn is intelligent. Like Billy Ann was telling her, like, you're wasting your talents here at this 3D printing shop. You could be anything that you want to be. You have the intelligence to do so. And so mm. Flynn makes a deduction. Well, what if it's not a place but a person? What if Snow is actually a person? And so like it's, it's not a, a it's not a place it's a people <laughs> but so they figure <laughs> out uh the exact street where snow i forget who the whatever snow the person that they were talking about he did something it's significant snow. in london but like uh, john his name was John Snow, actually. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> his name was John Snow. But so they find the exact place where he, he died. And so they get into this small alleyway where we saw uh, Flynn in Burton's peripheral deliver the body of the woman. And so Flynn remembers, walk up to the brick wall, say, I've arrived. Brick wall opens like a curtain. And so we just we just shout back out the first episode Spike, right? Right. Was like cool. And shout out to the production team that made the bricks look like a curtain. Yeah. Because from the other side to say it's a secret magical door, it looks so believable. Like you could still see the brick pattern inside right. of the curtain. Yeah, it was really well done. And so we go navigating through the area and we get into the exam room where when Flynn was in the Burton sim where they took out the the peripheral's eye and then put in the woman's eye. So we get the two doctors or nurses who was attending to him. They're on a the floor, all shriveled up. And so uh You can say it. You can say it. They're dead. They are dead. They're dead. 
they're well, dead. Well, I mean, are they dead because they weren't necessarily alive? They were robots operating on autopilot. They're robots in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so Flynn asked what happened. Will says that these peripherals have been abandoned and haven't had a hydration bath. And so now they're all dried and shriveled up. And so Wolf takes a chip out of one of the peripherals next. And they find, if I remember correctly, they find another chip that was Alita's. Yeah, she took hers out. She took hers she out. She's so yeah. look how nice she had left it all in a little, you know. Right. So, and so, so Obviously, this was a place where she was, but clearly she's not here anymore and she doesn't want to be tracked. And so they're getting ready to leave and Daniel pops up. Don't know how... <laughs> don't, don't know how they found... I don't know if they were following Wolf or tracking, you know, Flynn well, or whatever. I seen wall move like a curtain. I knew it had to be there. <laughs> oh, that wall turned into shower curtains. So Daniel shows up. He got a little shiny pack a punch gun. He comes in, he blows them back, and they get into a fight. And there's another uh one of these faceless drones uh that's fighting uh Wilfred. And so Wilfred uh is seeing Flynn sort of get Gonna have better hands than that. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna, have some, thought he was gonna come out with that monkey paws, do something. No, magical. And it's it's a I guess yeah. the difference between a peripheral fighting a robot because we saw in the first episode the Burton peripheral was able to hold his own, whereas yeah. Wilfred, who's <laughs> the eye out. Wilfred, who's a human, uh, or we at least we assume it's a human may not have those heightened abilities. But so Daniel's blasting away oh, at uh at Flynn and he even knows that Flynn was he 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 knows that we hear that he uh regards to her he was like you know so we meet again Flynn Fletcher so he knows that she was in the other peripheral and like you said they took mm-hmm. it all apart so he probably you know learned that and so He's blasting her there, getting into it. Wilfred gets away from the the bot. The bot lands on the ground. And as the bots land on the ground, we see Dr. Newland sort of, you know, haptic in. Now she can see through the bot's eyes and she can hear. Uh, Flynn ends up getting the best of Daniel, gets the gun out of his hand and is about to blast him away. And so basically she's telling him to talk. He's like, do you think you're going to get away? You stole something and we're going to get it back. And Flynn asks him, what did I take? And before he could even answer, bot jumps up. Yeah. You're not about to, not about to do that. <laughs> you ain't about to tell the right. I ain't even going to give you a chance. Cut your neck open like a sandwich bag, Ziploc. Just open. <laughs> Ain't nothing but good is coming out there. That's a jello pudding. <laughs> With the extra O's. With the extra O's. Just, well, clearly she didn't want him to talk. 
No. Because she assassinated him quick. Yeah. And uh, at that point, Lynn picks up the glizzy, the shiny one, and and give that sweet emotion straight to the. You know the the doc had to feel that because she. Oh yeah, even she yeah back. she winced at it. So clearly, when you're doing these things, there's some level of. I mean, we said this in the other episode. You feel pain. Yeah, I'm not sure how much pain she felt because she jumped into an actual faceless drone right. versus whatever cybernetic connections they have for a more somebody. Mm-hmm. I would think they're somewhat, somewhat the same at least on a practical level. Yeah, because we saw when Flynn was getting shot, how her peripheral we seen because when Wilfred pulled the tracker out of the the nurse's neck, you saw that the blood is like greenish uh, in the peripherals. Mm-hmm. And so you see Flynn getting shot and she's taking all this damage and her peripheral starting to like bleed from the mouth, bleed from the face and all this other kind of stuff. So we, you know, flash to the present day a little bit. And so we see these hits are actually taking a toll on Flynn. But I think this, it goes back to that training that Alita kind of gave her. Like you're, feeling this intense pain, but steady yourself. And so Flynn was able to like play, like not dead, but play injured to distract Daniel mm-hmm. enough to where she could get the upper hand and get the gun out of his, out of his hand. Are we going to look at a point that she's not going to be able to be hurt again? No, because she I could think... catch the realism from the simulation. Uh, possibly not hurt in a sense to where it's going to um, remember her. when she had the surgery, they didn't hold her down. No, they didn't. They didn't hold her down. Oh, yeah, and they didn't give her any type of sedatives or anything like that. But we also see that there's uh, after effects, ramifications of being in this machine because now she's starting to lose control of her hand. She says sometimes her hand clenches when she doesn't want it to. Yeah, because so, you see what they obviously it's taking hand. a toll on the body. Of course, like all things that, you know, is outside the, of your body and starts to take a toll on, on you at some point. But it's not discouraging her from getting back in the sim. No, she's getting back right. in that thing and she's swinging that dead hand around as much as she can. You know what I mean? She's just throwing it out there. Just, hey, Wilf, look at this. Look at this right here. You see that hand? Your sister did that. <laughs> when I catch her, I'm going to shove this hand right. Anyway, listen, we've come to the point we have to ask this question. So I know you said something about it last time. Mm-hmm. Do you still stand on those merits or have your views changed? Is this show super? Well, we're going episode by episode. We, you know, it's hard to say if the show is super before the show is over. But as far as episode three, uh, yeah, I would say episode three is super because we get uh this episode of it was a lot slower pace because we started off episode two basically with a firefight. Uh, so it was a little bit slower pace. We're getting a little bit more of the exposition as to who people are. We get the flashback to pick it to see how you know what type of person he is and so 
we get a little bit more of an understanding on, you know, what's going on with Wolf and his connection with Alita. And so we didn't have a lot of action until the latter half of the episode. We got the B scene, you know, that was like more suspense than action. But no, mm. now we get the, the fight scene at the end of the episode. And so I appreciate the, it's not, like the the show is not going to be like all one way. It's not going to be all this, or all that. It's not going to be all action. It's not going to be just all you know talking and drama. You know, it, it's different different portions of it. So I, yeah, I would say that I felt like this episode in its differences where they kind of flipped the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of flipped the formula on its head because episode two you started off with action and then go into a little bit of exposition. Episode three you start off with the exposition and then go into the action. So all that to say is yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I think it's still super. So you're saying one way or another, they're gonna find you. They're gonna get you, get you, get you, get that's, you. That, that's not what I said at all. One way. Maybe next. Okay. <laughs> Mr. VIP, Frank Washington. I know you reserved judgment last time on if you were going to say if the peripheral was super. Are you still reserving judgment or would you like to weigh in on what you I knew think? This time was coming. I knew this time was coming and I couldn't do anything to prevent it. Like time does, it comes. And now we're here. Uh, I thought I could have an answer for you guys. I can't. I can't. I can't give you an answer. I, I wouldn't be doing it justice. Am I intrigued? Yes. Am I going to watch continuously? Yes. I would love to see where the story goes. Is it super? There's some things that need to get answered, okay? There's some things that need to get answered. I really need to know what's this secret that uh, Flynn's holding on to inside of her mind. Mm-hmm. that uh, we're chasing to a point that we're going to kill for. Uh, I think I need to know that uh, along with some other answers before I can cast my opinion. Again, this is just my opinion that what show is super or not. Is it a good show? Yeah. Should you watch it? Yeah, you should. I think it's probably the best thing on TV right now. And I'm more than willing to have that conversation about what you think is the best thing on TV right now versus this being on TV right now. Leave it in the comments. But <laughs> is it super? Uh, let's let's wait to see what we can get. I'm, listen, I'm being responsible with this. I'm not just throwing supers out there all willy-nilly. You get a super, you get a super, you get a super, you get a super. I'm actually getting invested into these stories and these shows and these characters plot points and developments and motivations and all these things that I look at to deem whether a show is super or not. So if you feel like, man, I just sat through this whole conversation and he ain't even answered the question at the end. You're absolutely (laughs) correct. And I want you to make sure you come back next time to see if I not answer it again. It's worth the conversation. And that's what this show is known for. Great conversations about some of your favorite movies and TV shows. So come back next week. We'll find out if you're super or not. Well, we shall see. But you tell us what you think about the peripheral. Leave us a comment below. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what you thought about this episode. But remember, if you like the video, go ahead and hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for All Things Super on all of your major podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can tweet at us at ATSuperPod. 
And we like reading the comments. It's part of our best part of my day. It's the best part of my day to read. We like reading the comments. But we have five more episodes. We have five more episodes on this show. It's a, a again a short, limited series, a limited season run. So eight episodes. We got five more to see. What questions do we get answered? Where does this story go? Does do the Fletchers ever run out of money? Uh, apparently not. If they're giving out two thousand <laughs> a week, the Fishers. Well, is this a typo? Was he not supposed to say two hundred thousand? You know, he said 200000 That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's um, more money than what the, uh, clearly he was being paid to kill them. Because they only gave I like the fact that we kind of didn't talk about, but we talked about most of the things that Burton said to pick it. But one of the things we didn't talk about was that he said, you know, I know that you're coming after my family. I don't know how much they're paying you. The previous rate was $9 million. So... If they think of anything you know anything less of you uh, than that, then obviously they don't think too highly of you. So this shows that Burton has inside knowledge on what's going on. Obviously, like you calling me out, I'm gonna say I deny it. I don't know what you're talking about, but Burton is he has received his intel. He knows what's going on. So I think that again, I, when the when the glass shattered, I think that was just. Pickett's reaction is like, I can't believe they coming at me like this. Like they coming for the king, and they coming to correct too. They actually have like some firepower on his side. And he told Jasper, "You seen what what the town was before? Mm-hmm. He feels like they're trying to make it that again. Now, clearly, that's just something to get Jasper going. But at the same time." you still have Jasper on your side justifiably because if you look at them and see wrongdoings, mm-hmm. it's only going to give you more reason to side with me versus using your own rationality. Right. But we'll find out. We'll come back yeah. next time with another episode of Peripheral, episode four. But we'll see that, and then we will see you when we break the episode down. But until then... We'll see you in the next episode.